on a much larger scale, I mean, I think you really need to find your purpose and what you're doing in this life. And that purpose will create a passion for what you're doing. And if you're truly passionate about something, you'll, you'll be successful at it and you'll be able to make a career out of it. And I, I believe that 100%. Today, we have a very special guest, Tanner Balaz from Warsaw, Indiana, at T-A-N-N-E-R-B-A-L-A-Z-S. Uh, he is a personal trainer, uh, like I said, from Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, he, we talked with him about uh, building his personal training business. Uh, he talks about his passion behind fitness, what got him into it, uh, the story behind it. Uh, he talks about growing his personal brand and explains what it actually means to build a trustworthy brand. He's been at it for a while. He's gained a lot of information throughout his life, and he's used that information. He's used his passion for fitness, and he created a brand for himself through Instagram, which he eventually turned into his personal training business. Uh, but yeah, we, we met with him at the at the Martin Supermarket in Warsaw, Indiana, so we apologize for a little bit of the noise, but you should be able to hear him pretty well. Uh, that did not take away from all the value that he gave in this episode. Slager, what did, what did you take away from it? That was a pretty nice Martin's. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Big takeaway. Martin salad. Plug. It's one of the best salads you'll ever eat. Big takeaway. All right. We'll talk to you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, Tanner Balaz, just, he impressed the shit out of me, man. He's just an impressive kid. Uh, hearing how he grew his business, uh, but also how he overcame adversity with losing his dad at a young age and battles with that, battles with his own personal health and really turning it all around for himself and turning it all in for the better. And now he's just on top of the world. The kid is crushing it. And he really got into breaking outside the normal path um, of the education system as he is finishing up and kind of seeing uh, certain aspects and regularities and things that he's just not in tune with. And so he does get into that and felt kind of pushed into a certain path and now he's one of those that has to kind of break down his own uh, trail and, and see where it goes and that's exactly what he's doing uh, he trains himself he trains others and he's just all in it to help people and give back and pay it forward and i really enjoyed this conversation with tanner yeah it was a little ambient noise with the martins but it added some some uh, depth to it uh, that he he just he really said it all with his chest, man, and, and I really enjoyed this one a lot, and I really hope uh, all you guys enjoyed as well. So without further ado, fitness guru Tanner Balas. Tell us about that gym, though, like the one that you, you're always working like, out at. Yeah, so Instagram. Yeah. Move it closer to you just a little bit. So that's the CrossFit Haymaker, and uh, it's basically a functional fitness facility here in town. And uh, the reason I got involved was because when I moved back from school, I wanted to start my personal training business. I needed a facility that wasn't corporate, wasn't like the YMCA, to train clients. And I knew it was sports performance capable. So I had been in there for boxing uh, probably for about 18 months to two years. And so I'd seen the facility and um, had dabbled in CrossFit, um, but never trained CrossFit myself. I just knew that the facility was something that I needed for my business. Yeah. 
So in May of last year when I moved back from school, uh, they had the Murph event going on. Everybody's heard of Murph, the workout for Sergeant Murphy that is done you know, around Memorial Day. or And I was in there training a client and was kind of separated from everybody in the gym at the time. I just did my own thing. They did their own thing. And uh, the owner was in there, and he said, hey, are you doing Murph? And I said, no, <laughs> no not that I know of. And it was, yeah. like, starting in, like, an hour and a half. And uh, so he's like, you should do it. And I'm like, all right. So they talked me into it. People were rolling in. You know, adrenaline starts flowing. So um, I was actually fasting. That's one of the things I do, you know, myself nutritionally. And so I went home after a client, changed my clothes real fast, came back, hadn't eaten eaten a thing, and uh, ended up doing Murph and doing really well. Hey, there you go. So they were uh, they were like, yeah, we think you got potential in this sport. So the gym itself is a CrossFit gym, um, but the that's how I kind of got my start in there was I came back, ended up talking to the owner um, about renting space, and we worked out a deal. And then it's kind of meshed into this perfect relationship where I train there as an athlete myself in CrossFit, and then I run my business there as well. You know, okay. I'm doing my own thing, so it's been it's been a super smooth transition. Um, but that's what it is. It's, okay. a, it's a CrossFit gym, and, nice. and then it's dual purpose. I know they've got plans to expand eventually. Um, the manager there, like the box owner Ryan Hill, was like a former world champion in uh, Taekwondo, okay. and has a, a background in fighting. So he does that. They've got boxing there that Rick Rivera does. They've do a bunch of stuff endurance they've got weightlifting um so eventually they've kind of outgrown that facility and they're in they're looking to expand so nice. it should be exciting it's awesome. yeah yeah sounds like you got a good community of people there to surround yourself with to set, set example for one another and push each other yeah that's the big thing i think with crossfit that yeah. a lot of people don't understand is the camaraderie that you get um with every class and and just with the entire community from top to bottom is super cool like tonight i know probably 50 people from the gym are out to eat together you know on a friday night you don't get that at the y you know sometimes you go into the the ymca or or work out anytime or lifetime fitness and you might not talk to one person true just go in you know airpods are in (laughs) you know you take your pre-workout you do your thing and you leave yeah you get the zone yeah that's definitely not the case at a facility like that and and I think their community there is extremely strong. I don't know if it's that way, you know, at every box. That's what they call it. It's a CrossFit box. But um, I know that theirs is really strong there. And it's been interesting for me to see from kind of coming from the outside, the different personalities and the different um, vibes in each class um, throughout the day. But everybody, you know, knows each other um, right. at the end of it. So it's, it's super cool to see. Right. That's cool because, like, all of patients that they do CrossFit and I'll – I'll ask, like, what what do you love the most about it? And yeah. consistently, every time, it's the community of people. Yeah. And, like, I know, like, it gets shit on here and there for this and that, but yeah. it's, like, that is something. That feeds a lot more than just your external looks. Yeah. You know, so having that, like, people got your back, you know? Yeah. And, and they're your people. Yeah, the thing I think, too, is that CrossFit's not for someone mentally weak. And I know a lot of times it can be intimidating because – everybody sees the CrossFit games on TV and people are walking on their hands and flying around on rings and throwing heavy weight over their head and climbing all kinds of crazy objects. And so it can seem intimidating, but that's really not how it is, you know, day in and day out at a CrossFit box and everything can be scaled. Um, 
and I was never involved in CrossFit, and I'll, I'll never limit myself just to CrossFit as an athlete, but I can at least say that, you know, truthfully, that it, it can be scaled and that regardless of your fitness level, there's something for you in CrossFit. But the community itself is, is super cool because when you go in, you know you're, you're going to get your ass kicked. Right. So it feels good knowing that there's going to be multiple people um, that are doing the same thing with yeah. you and there to encourage you and, and help you through that pain. So it's get your cool. ass kicked together. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm also curious, how did you get your training business started? Like, what did that look like? What's it look like now? Yeah. Because I know, like, starting your own personal training business, that's, that's hard. Yeah. Like, it's a hard industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough for sure. And I see so many trainers struggle. Um, and I've been super fortunate to come up in a community that's not too big, but it's big enough to support um, myself and, and other people that do it too. But I think my success that I had or just the transition I made throughout my youth here in the community people saw um because i used to be extremely overweight (laughs) yeah yeah, tim's laughing because he knows (laughs) he's uh, transformed for sure yeah i i mean i tell people all the time it's crazy to for me to look back and and see the position i'm in now um where i'm approaching sort of that elite fitness level or in a lot of people's eyes already there and I used to be a kid that couldn't hold himself over the pull-up bar, couldn't do one push-up, was out of breath when I walked up a flight of stairs. Man. And so people have seen that in this community. And then um, even in high school, my freshman year, I was a nose tackle. So to give you an idea. And then sophomore year, I'm a running back. Um, decent, was on JV. Sure. Um, and then by the time I graduated as a senior, basically played every sport and ended up being All-State. Nice, um, in the sports that I played and then had, had looks, um, had multiple offers in, in um, baseball, track, and football. Damn. Um, Good for by you, the time dude. I was a senior. So people, I think, saw that, and that helped me when I came back because I was gone for a little bit of time but never totally gone because I actually came back in the summers and would have a few clients here and there, just a few younger athletes that I would work with. Um, as part of a summer job and that kind of helped integrate me um, and get experience under my belt and then by the time I was done with school um, and moved back last May it made the transition much easier to come back Um, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do Uh, I don't know if I'll be here forever but there's a part of me that wants to give back like to my hometown and and be involved with the youth here and it's so much bigger than sports to me just making an impact on people's lives and not just educating but impacting um, entertaining, keeping kids engaged and stuff like that and, and just showing them that, you know, it's there's so much more to sports. You know, it's about life because fitness and sports has changed my life on um, a scale that's far beyond the playing field or far beyond the gym. Um, so if I can do that with, with athletes or even with people, you know, I have kids that are 10 years old and I have people that are 60-year-old um, women that just want to be in shape. Um, so I kind of see both spectrums. Uh, and that's cool for me. It's awesome. So, yeah, it just kind of it, it naturally fell into place. When I moved back, I was fortunate, you know, to still be somewhat known here. And, and then my biggest marketing tool is word of mouth, and that's free in my business. Yeah. Organic. Yep. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Too. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone will definitely, if you trust someone's opinion, you'll listen to what they say. Uh, so every client that I have is, is, you know, a project for me and an opportunity for me to, to earn someone else's business. So I'm, I'm at the point now where I started with just a, a few clients 
um, in the summers. And then I'm basically fully packed now. I'm currently not even taking on any more clients. That's awesome. Um, just because the combination of being on my feet with clients and um, my own training, which is on my feet. And right. I'm training some days three, four, five hours. Uh, so to train clients 60 hours a week just doesn't make sense for me. I'd burn out and furthermore, wouldn't have the energy to do so. Mm-hmm. So I have a full-time schedule, but have basically capped it. And some weeks work seven days. So yeah. I've been extremely blessed yeah. uh, by this community. And like I said, I don't know if I'll be here forever, but right now I'm I'm loving it. Let's, that's awesome. That's nice. You also have the ability to say no. Like, you know, when to cut yourself off of like, okay, if I go more than this, like I'm just going to go downhill. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's, that's a powerful skill. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've had some great mentors too, that have been in the training business, um, young in their careers and they've been able to help teach me that. And you'll find out real quick. Cause I did the same thing last summer. I worked 60 hour weeks where I was training clients for literally 60 hours worth of client training. And it was super fun and it's super rewarding, but it's just too much by yeah. the time you, you want to do your own stuff. And I knew that my training, um, for my own goals, wasn't going to progress how I wanted it to. And, and I'd be tired and it'd start trickling into other areas of my life. And it just wasn't realistic. So yeah. I had to pull it back. And the future anyway, I, I feel it's online. And eventually, you know, that will be, I think, the, the direction that I go as well. I'm actually getting ready to start my own online platform okay. um, with the website. And I'll have different training programs online and stuff like that. And there's social media presences that have created million dollar businesses online through online training uh, because they've grown their brands through social media and maybe they started in person but have created high quality content online and then now they've got a thousand subscribers you know paying 30 bucks a month sure pays for itself yeah so you do the math and you know now they've created an online business to where they don't have to do anything in person and it's not about the money or anything like that but it's just it's someone who's taken something in person, you know, whether it's at a gym in their hometown or anything, come up, you know, with a way to create high quality content that people want to see online to where they gain people's trust and develop basically an army of fans or subscribers or whatever you want to call them online, people that want to, mm-hmm. you know, invest in them and then have been extremely successful doing that. So sure. yeah. that's something I definitely want to do because as my brain continues to grow, I want to impact more people at the end of the day. So doing online training will allow me to do that. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And especially like in what you're doing there, there's a lot of people out there doing it as well. And it's, it's a competitive market, I would say. And you like speaking on your website that you're looking to launch that came from you building a brand of yourself on Instagram and building a following. And what do you think is the difference between the people who are able to be successful in doing that, building that tribe, like you said? Like, what's the difference maker between those people and the people who aren't able to do that? Like, what does it mean to create a trustworthy brand that people can buy into? Yeah, I think the biggest thing in in the fitness industry, it is crazy because there's a million guys or a million girls with abs and a cell phone. Yeah. (laughs) But and filters. Exactly. (laughs) Photoshop's a powerful tool. Yeah. But creating creating the trust I think comes from just being yourself and truly educating people um, with information that's factual Um, 
whether it's in the grocery store, online, on social media, whatever it is, there's always way more false information or um, tricky marketing than the truth. Mm -hmm. So I think that sticking to the truth and just creating quality content that's truly helping people and being yourself at the end of the day, you'll never be able to be someone else better than them. So being yourself at the end of the day is, is super important and I think will eventually um, just separate you by itself and create a brand that people can identify you with um, and then you'll eventually create a group of people that are gravitated towards what you're doing and then the rest will take care of itself. So I've seen people time and time again try to do it like someone else and it never works out you know, because that person's already done it. Yeah. So we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, I think you just need to find a way to, to make your own wheel or, or just, uh, at the end of the day, do what you do because uh, that's what you'll do best. Mm-hmm. Love yeah, that. I like that. So what was like, you talked about transitioning when you were overweight to being, you know, all sport, everything. Uh, what was a trigger for you that was like, okay, I need to change something up. Like this is not it. Yeah, that's a that's a great question and it's a very easy answer um when i was 12 my dad passed away uh from a you know massive heart problem and that's actually genetic in my family there's only been one or two males on my dad's side of the family to live over 50 um and i never understood that or the significance of that when i was 12 people could tell me that but i never truly knew what it meant until i got older and just learned more about life and learned to appreciate every day that we have and so when he passed away, that, that hit me. Um, and I remember going to the doctor, even when I was young, and, and seeing my family doctor tell my mom, you know, when we left, like, hey, we need, to, we need to make better decisions with him, with the food. I don't know if we're getting fast food, too much cake, candy, Coke. I don't know what it is, but, you know, we need to make some changes, and it's going to start with you. And just even at school, um, just being ridiculed, uh, being called names all through elementary school, not being very good at sports. Um, even my own brother picked on me a ton growing up, which was tough. And even though it's your brother, like when it becomes so repetitive, it hurts. And, and I've been on that side of the fence, so I, I know that words truly do pierce um, people. And I've been the last guy off the bench on my sports teams. Um, I've had the stripe on my helmet in, in youth football where I couldn't run the ball. Uh, just like I said, I, I was at a point where I couldn't even hold myself over the pull-up bar. Um, just things like that where I saw other kids succeeding. And then at the end of the day, looking at myself in the mirror and not being happy or not being confident you know, in my own skin was terrible. I, I remember going to school, um, and I would hide or skip school when we would swim for PE because I was so embarrassed um, of the way that I looked, and I didn't want other people to see me. We would go down to Florida on spring break, and I have pictures still to this day wearing long sleeves on the beach because I was so scared for people to see me without a shirt on. Um, when it, some Someone could have been way worse or been way more overweight than me, and I was bad, but in my eyes, I was the worst. You know, I, I did not want to be seen, so I've been on both sides of the fence. And then when my dad passed away when I was 12, uh, right before I entered seventh grade, that was a huge, uh, not red flag, um, but I, I even remember praying when I was young because I knew my dad was overweight, and I would pray. Um, 
for God to watch over him because I knew that his health wasn't wasn't good and, and he didn't really take care of himself the way that he should have. And then, boom, something like that really happens, and it just it'll strike you. So <clears throat> when I did that, I started to make changes in seventh grade. Uh, but at 11, 12 years old, you don't know a ton. So when I got into eighth grade, I joined uh, personalized PE, which they offered at Lakeview, which is more of a fitness-based uh, PE class, not as many games, more physical fitness stuff. And I did that because I knew it would help me, and I knew I needed something. So did that class, and when it came to going home, all I knew at the time was I needed to stay out of the snack drawer. <laughs> that was it. I, I didn't yeah. know anything about food, yeah. nothing like that. Um, but yeah, I knew small I, baby step. Exactly. And I, I knew I needed to quit eating fast food four days a week. I mean, I could tell you right now what I ate at every fast food restaurant growing up, because that's how often I ate there. I mean, I can, I can say a fast food restaurant and still smell the food <laughs> like I'm sitting in line. Yeah. It, it's Bell, crazy. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, it's crazy. I remember eating salads in eighth grade, thinking that I was being healthy. But I was dousing them in ranch. <laughs> so they were probably worse. It's like the vegetable trays. <laughs> yeah, it was probably worse calorically than the cheeseburger I was eating at McDonald's. Yeah. But I didn't know it. I think, I'm, you know, I'm thinking lettuce, vegetables, whatever, green. you know. So I'm good. Then as I just continued to progress, my freshman year before football, um, we have summer weights for football. So I'm, I'm done with eighth grade, come out of personalized PE, Ended up being, like, ninth, I think, in the school's triathlon in middle school, which was huge to me. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal to anyone else, but for me to know the shape that I was in and to be able to place ninth in that against some of my peers who I looked up to a ton uh, was, like, a huge uh, yeah. kickstarter for me and, and believing in myself and thinking, holy cow, you know, maybe I do have potential or maybe I can do this. And then so eighth grade's over, freshman year. I get into the weight room for football and that changed my entire life was that summer fell in love with lifting weights uh, was lifting weights before school was lifting weights at football you know for summer football was lifting weights at the YMCA with my buddies after football practice I was just it was weightlifting and football all day in the summer and I remember people would see me and they would text my mom and say hey is your son sick like because I was making changes so quickly. Yeah. And it's no secret. You put in the work, right. changes are going to happen. And it was happening quickly. And so people hadn't seen me for a few weeks or whatever, and I run into them at the store or wherever I'm at, and they think I'm sick because I, I look like I'm melting away. But I was so big that by the time freshman football comes around, I'm still a nose guard my freshman year. Even though I'd made a ton of changes, I'm still a nose guard, and, uh, which is usually a bigger player. Not anymore. I mean, we got guys like Aaron Donald. Yeah. yeah you know, really. I definitely didn't look like Aaron Donald. Not an ounce of fat. <laughs> yeah. So the game's changed. But freshman football, nose guard. So I keep lifting, keep working out. And, again, I'm going before school, after. And meanwhile, I'm um, at home, and all I know is to run and bike. So I'm running and biking all summer. I remember telling my mom, I don't want to ride to football. I'm going to find my own way. And I would run or bike to football practice mm -hmm. every day. Wow, I love it. And my brother had his license. and uh, But I was willing to do whatever it took because that outweighed the pain that I felt from being out of shape. And I'm learning more about food. I'm reading every article in sight. I'm going into every GNC store I can. <laughs> I remember 
being sold everything under the sun at GNC. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know any better. You yeah. know, I was their number one customer probably in the country then. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I'm doing it. I didn't know much, but I was doing whatever I did know to the best of my ability. And I still use that same saying or quote to this day. I, I tell some of my athletes or clients, I say, at the end of the day, if you don't know it, use what you do know to the best of your ability. So if you go into the gym and you're not sure what to do, if you're at the store and you don't know what to buy, if you're out to eat and you don't know what to order, do the best with what you know. And that's all you can do. Um, so sophomore year comes around uh, and everything's just progressing, 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 progressing. And the big thing that struck me the most, it was like another one of those milestones, kind of like the triathlon that helped me was I started hearing from girls. <laughs> and that was yeah, rare. You know. Yeah. That's when you know. I had never heard from a girl first in my entire life. And rightfully so. Yeah. If I was a girl, I would not have reached out to myself either. <laughs> so sophomore year, I would get girls that would walk by me in class and, like, touch me or wink at me or yeah. whatever. And I had a cell phone. So I started getting texts from random numbers as a sophomore from girls. I remember going to basketball games. Girls would talk to me. I'm like, Yo, you squat with that butt? Yeah, so I'm like, this <laughs> were you before? Yeah, exactly. And uh, that was crazy. And that, that was a huge uh, motivator for me. Not that I wanted to date any of them or anything like that. I was never big on that. Um, I've only had two girlfriends my entire life. But the, uh, the fact that girls were recognizing me was like, made me feel like I was doing something right. And uh, so, again, everything keeps progressing. Sophomore year goes by. I think I ended up setting, like, the record for JV football with touchdowns nice. in a season, which was cool. Um, baseball was actually my sport. I uh, had a huge summer in baseball, was hearing from coaches, um, still lifting weights a ton uh, in school, out of school, all the time, basically, learning more about food. Junior year comes around. Same thing. Um, now I'm on varsity and everything. Scholarships are coming in. Uh, I've got a girlfriend now who happens to be the homecoming queen. I see you. There you go. You know, she was she was definitely someone I never would have thought that I had a shot with, and then boom. Sure. And not that it has a ton to do with working out, but it had something to do with it, I'm sure. I didn't look the same. <laughs> um, so anyway, senior year comes around good senior year for the circumstances um and by that time now i'm recognized almost locally as like the guy like i remember having coaches come up to me and ask me you know what we're gonna do in the weight room or stuff like that it was just yeah. weird now people are coming to me i'd get messages on social media i'd get people coming up to me at school text people wanting my help because it's like now people saw me make the change and now i'm the one that's looked to for help for someone that was in the shoes I just was in. And uh, so it was super cool. And that's when I really developed a passion and knew I wanted to study it in school and uh, get into that. And then throughout college, it was the same thing. Ended up uh, being done with sports in college, but knew I wanted a career in fitness. And I had a couple of significant injuries, and that's why I kind of backed away from collegiate sports because I know I want to be in this until I'm – 50 60 you know however mm -hmm. long yeah. and i just wanted to save my body 
So still worked out, um, got even more involved in fitness throughout my years in college. Um, and then here I am today doing it as a career, which is wild. And every single day I wake up and thank the Lord, you know, that I'm able to do that because I, I still laugh, like I said, knowing that I was that kid. And it seems like it was just last weekend. I can picture kids calling me names and just being the kid that, again, couldn't walk up the stairs without breathing hard. And then now I'm, you know, able to support myself and have a career in fitness. It's just crazy. It's a dream come true. That's it truly awesome. is. Yeah. Yeah. Not to cut us off. What time are we about to get kicked out of here? I don't. I think it's like nine, but I'm gonna make them kick us out. They're gonna right, drag good. us out. Good. No. Yeah. yeah that's, that's incredible, that's, dude. <laughs> it's it. Like it's on, hard to make it full time. Yeah, and based on like what like your story going going through school, it sounds like you were extremely extremely self motivated. Like mm-hmm. you you were pushing yourself. I mean, obviously you got recognized for various things and mm-hmm. for placing ninth and but by the girls of course. Was yeah. there like was there anybody like like any mentors that you had along the way? Anybody that you can turn back to at maybe a crucial time when maybe things were going as well or anybody who kinda influenced you in, in a positive way? Any anybody with experience? You know, in school sports and in that regard, not not anyone specific necessarily there's a lot of different people or athletes or um things like that that i look to for motivation i remember seeing brady quinn in like an eas commercial or something and i obviously watched him at notre dame and actually on our eighth grade field trip ran into him at the bookstore at notre dame saw him in person and he scurried out of there real quick because he didn't want bothered by a bunch of eighth graders but just seeing people like him um I always remember seeing guys in magazines like with abs or people on TV or just foot players in the NFL that were just jacked. And I was like, if they can do it, you know, why can't I? And But honestly, seeing the progress in myself was the biggest motivator. And I knew that, that nobody was going to do it for me. And losing my dad um, created – it just caused me to grow up so much quicker, I think, than some do. Um, I mean, there's still kids my age that, and that's fine if you've got parents that support you and that's awesome, but there's kids my age that are swiping mom and dad's credit card for everything they've got, you know, or, are looking, heck, mom's still packing some kids my age lunch, you know, it's like, it's just never, I'm, I'm fortunate for the way that I came up because it's helped me develop like just a different mindset and I actually have this on my Instagram in my bio uh, saying that just says control your mind because at the end of the day if you can control your mind I think you can control your life mm-hmm. to a certain extent yeah. and that's really what it comes down to is um, it doesn't matter if anyone else believes in you it doesn't matter who's doubting you who's in your corner it doesn't matter how good someone tells you you are um, how bad someone tells you you are at the end of the day you've got to control your mind and if you don't believe in yourself why should anyone else right and so my entire journey has just i think changed my life in that aspect and made me not necessarily tougher but just almost have this armor or this uh i guess you could call it some type of mental toughness um and work ethic too that a lot of kids at my age might not have 
And part of that is because I lost my dad and facing that type of adversity at such a young age, it does put some some kinks in your armor um, that some people, so a lot, a lot of times I'll tell people like in, in college, I would see someone get so upset over a, a bad test score that it would ruin their next three weeks, <laughs> ruin their day. It's just, it, it just trickles down. Then it starts affecting their relationships, everything over one bad test in the, in the grand scheme of things. What's a C on a test? Let's just say it's an F. Let's say you fail a test. And I understand it can be stressful because there's certain requirements with grades and stuff like that. I get all that. But in the grand scheme of life, failing a test is one of the least impactful thing that's, things that's ever going to happen to you. And so losing my dad, who is my hero, you know, at 12, when that's taken away from you, things like failing a test or a flat tire or not getting a job offer, things like that, not getting into school, not getting a scholarship, whatever it is, losing a girlfriend, whatever. You know, you can you can think whatever you want. It seems so small. And it's just allowed me to continue to have this exponential type of uh, work ethic and mindset because it seems like when something goes bad, it's just, it's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm right through it. And that's helped me a ton in business, uh, in school, in relationships, and in life overall. So that's a big thing for me, honestly. Is yeah, you, that, de- you definitely have a different perspective mm-hmm. than most people our age, yeah, which is cool to see. And that's like what we're attracted to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pers- perspective's huge too because so many people, I think, take things for granted. And again, going back to my dad, something like that will teach you real quick not to take things for granted because I'd trade anything right now, any amount of money, any person, anything to have my dad back, <laughs> even for 10 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just gives you an entire different perspective on life. And that's a lot of things um, right there. It's just what's your perspective, you know? How, how much are you going to let something affect you um, when it really shouldn't? Or maybe it should. Um, some people may th- take certain things too lightly and not, you know, evaluate them enough. And maybe they're scared. You know, I think that's a big thing, too, is self-evaluation, being realistic with yourself and being able to understand when you're wrong, take constructive criticism. And that's been a huge thing. Is I haven't done it on my own. You know, I've tried to create a support system around myself of people that will be the first ones to tell me when I'm wrong, but they'll be the first ones to cheer, you know, when I succeed as well. And I think that's important is not just to surround yourself with people that are going to make you feel good and and be cheerleaders all the time, but people that are going to challenge you um, in all areas of your life, whether it's spiritually, um, in school, whatever it may be, just getting out of your comfort zone and, and getting around a diverse group of people that care about you but are very realistic with you. I think that's important for growth in, in any facet of your life. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of said it better myself. Yeah. Shit. And I guarantee you, your dad would be proud of who you become Hell yeah. since then. Yeah, yeah that's... Sure. That's one thing I was actually telling my girlfriend this the other day was there's not a ton of things that make me super proud, like that I do myself. You know, I I can look at a workout and, you know, be glad that how it went that day or feel good about something. But um, I'll still meet people to this day that I don't have a clue who they are. I'll get a random message on Facebook or I'll see them in the sauna at the Y or 
wherever it is and they'll they'll just look at me and they might not even introduce themselves or or anything and they'll just look at me and say you know are you John Blas's boy and I'll say yeah and they'll say your dad would be so proud so when I hear that that really yeah. strikes me that's when you know yeah yeah and for sure ultimately you know that that's over anything else makes me feel you know better than um, anything and even though my dad would be proud at the end of the day at the same time you have to be um, you got to be happy with what you're doing you got to be passionate about what you're doing and although my dad may be happy or you want to make your parents happy or your friends happy or you want to make everyone happy around you if you're not happy it's a lost cause yeah so and that's one thing that I tell my kids as well and I'm not trying to rant about something else but the uh, the world is really good and high schools are really good and school systems whatever it is at, at even social media it, the world is really good at making people believe that there's a certain path that you should take you know you got to go to school and get good grades you got to go to college and get your degree you got to go corporate America and there's one way and it's going to be a nine to five and for some people that's fantastic it works out they love it and that's great but for a lot of people it's not so I've never been one to to in part of it's because of my entrepreneur mindset is the reason that I don't really side with that but I'm a firm believer that if you're not passionate in what you're doing um it will fizzle out and there's way too many people that I come in contact with that wake up every day and complain about what they're going to work to do and it, it's 2019 that doesn't have to be the case I mean there's guys making a million dollars a year podcasting that probably never thought they were yeah um and again it's not about the money but there's people that are supporting themselves and being successful doing what they love I mean we have people on YouTube making millions and millions of dollars playing video games it, I mean there's something for everyone it's 2019 like you money can, getting watched playing video games absolutely <laughs> like it's 2019 like there is no limit um, to what you can do and I don't know if you guys follow anybody like Andy Frisella or anybody online uh, yeah I'm, Eric Thomas Andy Frisella like I get it yeah like, he's not one of my favorite people to follow but, yeah like I get it. Just pe- people like... Still a hard worker. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is if you want something bad enough and if you truly want it bad enough, you can say it, you can talk about it, see it. If you truly want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the circumstances or obstacles that are in your way, you'll make it happen. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. There's, there's multi-billionaires that don't have a high school diploma. And again, it's not even about money. It's easy to look at someone and see success um, in comparison with, you know, their net worth. And that doesn't make a person successful, in my opinion. But there's people that have come from nothing and are some of the happiest people in the world. Um, so I just think finding your true passion and, and that um, self-satisfaction is number one. I mean, everybody's heard, like, oh, you need to love yourself before you can love someone else and blah, blah. On a much larger scale, I mean, I think you really need to find your purpose and what you're doing in this life, and that purpose will create a passion for what you're doing. And if you're truly passionate about something, you'll you'll be successful at it, and you'll be able to make a career out of it. Yeah. And I, I believe that 100%. Well, the thing is about those people, like people like you, like 
who are happy. They wake up and they're not miserable mm-hmm. when their eyes open. It's like they're the ones that took control. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, okay, this is not it. I'm grabbing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking drive. Yeah. Um, and so it's like it's easy to say, yeah. of course. But like once you get that snowball rolling, mm-hmm. just push it over the edge. Yeah. Let it grow. Yeah. Faith. Just faith in what your next step's gonna be. Yeah. If you Believing. can't gamble on yourself then exactly what are you doing yeah there's a quote i don't know who said it but it was i probably saw it about a year ago it stuck with me since then it's and it was something like i'm not much of a gambling man but i'll I'll guarantee you that i'm willing to bet on myself Mm -hmm. and that's so true like if at the end of the day if you can't believe in yourself and do it yourself then you're probably screwed uh because nobody's going to do it for you um so yeah, it's crazy. I one one thing that I love is when someone says you can't do something, you know. You can, and I'll use my brother as a great example, and I, I use him a lot. And uh, for some of my athletes that that may not see uh, light at the end of the tunnel, sometimes uh, my brother his entire life was told that he couldn't dunk. He'd never dunk. You know, five nine, white boy. You know, parents weren't very tall, weren't very athletic. He was never super athletic through school. They always told him, you, you'll never dunk. I don't even know why you're trying. You'll never dunk. And he just, we would play dunk ball in the summer. Eight foot rim, eight and a half, nine foot. It, it'd get taller every summer. And then eventually my brother's dunking. And he literally relentlessly worked at it because so many people told him he couldn't do it, that he wanted to do it so bad to where now he can dunk at will. And that inspired me. Something as small as that. And um, when I hurt my back, I broke my L3, 4, 5 um, vertebrae when I was 14. Uh, I was in a full body brace for 20 weeks. And I remember looking at three different surgeons. And they all told me, they said, make sure you get an education because you'll be at a desk the rest of your life. And they said, you'll never play sports again and you will never lift weights. Not with this injury. They said, you will have a spinal fusion. And we would do it now, but we don't want to perform this on a 14-year-old. And I, I remember to ask if they fused it. Yeah, they didn't. Um, That's good. Yeah, they did not fuse it. I, but I wore a brace for 20 weeks, and uh, I just remember walking out of there. And my mom had cried when when they were telling him that she was crying. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't believe it. And seeing her look on her face. Um, lit a fire in my own gut. And I, I didn't want anyone telling me that I wasn't going to be able to do Telling me I'm yeah. not going to play sports again. Football season's coming up. Like, it's time for <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Um, never going to lift the weight again. That's the passion that I just had fallen in love with. Um, and telling me I'm going to have a desk job the rest of my life didn't sit very well with me. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know. Hell yeah. yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. So, so it's it's just – it's crazy. You know, and – as far as I know, I'm, I'm as healthy as I've ever been. There you um, go, dude. I, I just had x-rays done um, on my back a few months ago, and everything was as good as it's going to be. So that's a blessing. There but uh, just the, when they told me that, I remember that feeling in my gut. I can almost bring it back when I talk about it, um, which is crazy. But, yeah, just so many – you'll have doubters. You'll have lovers, haters, all that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you, and it comes back to controlling your mind because um, words are words and looking back I let so many words get to me when I was younger um, that I shouldn't have but as an immature teenager you don't know that um, yeah the shit hurts man yeah so it's just 
all of that, whether it's my dad and my journey growing up, everything together, all the trials and triumphs that I've had and adversity has just kind of helped me develop this mindset and this armor and this kind of callus. David Goggins has talked about having calluses. I know you guys probably, Goggins. yeah. And, and I relate so well to him because of our fitness, uh, sort of that fat to fit kind of story. Um, so I relate to him so well with that, but, um, it's so true. Some of the stuff that he says, and if people can find something to prove that to themselves, um, whether it's in small steps or large steps and with goals and overcoming adversity and stuff like that, um, it's so crucial. And I think it'll prove to people um, and just become a domino effect in their life. And it has with me, and I'm sure it will with others as well. I've seen it happen a thousand, thousand times again. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Well, I feel like a lot of people are going to listen to this when we put it out. And I, I, th- I think you're going to be doing a lot of motivating with, 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 with what you've been yeah, saying today. I think just so. Just your story. Yeah. And just, like, the triggers in your life that have kind of kicked you into gear. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I feel like everybody can find that one thing mm-hmm. that, that, that's going to kick them into that. And yeah. After listening to you, I'm sure people, people are going to love it, man. Yeah. So. And I've been fortunate to, that I'm more of an outgoing personality, too, and I'm able to express my experiences. Um, and I've been told many times still to this day you know you need to speak you need to get out or do more things like this and I've wanted to it's just you get busy in life and stuff like that and I've actually thought about having my own podcast um you'd be good should dude but just it's so fun yeah it's a ton of fun but the uh it's just part of God's plan I think at the end of the day is is everything I've been through maybe he chose me well I know he did because maybe not everybody's fit for it and uh so if he needs to use me, you know, uh, to show people, then that's awesome. And I'll be able to use my experience to impact people um, on a greater scale. And that's what's awesome, you know, is that because of what I've been through and um, the, the experiences I've had, the things I've done, now I'm going to, you know, hopefully be able to change lives and, and help so many more people that may be in my shoes or maybe dealing with something totally different but still facing adversity. Um, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day because when I'm gone, nobody's going to remember the physique I have. They're not going to remember how many pull-ups I can do. They're not going to remember how fast my mile time is. They're going to remember the type of person I was and the impact I made on the people around me, and that's what's going to remain. Yeah. So you can't take, can't take cars with you. You can't take money with you. You can't take anything like that, but you can leave an impact. Yeah. People uh, remember how they get treated. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you're very faith-driven. I'm sure you've heard, like, God sends his uh, hardest battles to his toughest warriors. So, mm-hmm. And everyone's got their fight, and it's just like, yeah, you're a tough fucking warrior. Yeah. And it's like, this is what who you've become because of it. Like, you just you decided to listen to one voice, mm-hmm. all for the better, for yeah, good. For sure. Yep. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? Because we're not, we're not going to be here forever, but... No. Right. Um, you can leave something... Yeah, it can be right, and and that's all you can leave really mm-hmm. is that impact and and stuff like that. So, absolutely, that's awesome, dude. Well, I feel like we might get kicked out soon. Yeah, is there is there anything you want to leave on? Yeah, anything parting that, words. I mean, you've covered covered advice a lot. to others, advice to younger self, um, anything. You yeah. know, not there's nothing specific. Um, we've already touched on it a ton, but. Um, 
in a world that's just filled with so much turmoil and hate and um, so many people that just want to judge just at the end of the day stay true to yourself believe in yourself and control your mind because mm-hmm. that's all you got so if you can do those things you'll find you'll find a way to get through and you'll find success and you know, I feel like you'll find self-satisfaction I love it that's awesome the Instagram bio yes that's sir. right Tanner where can people find you uh, so I'm on Instagram uh, it's just at Tanner Balaz that's T-A-N-N-E-R B-A-L-A-Z-S um, that took me a year to learn how to spell <laughs> People hey, still spell it wrong. Consistency right. is key, I, boy. I just I look at it as it's it's plural. It's plural of B L A L A Z. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, uh, Snapchat. I'm not super active on that. Eventually, here I'm gonna start kicking the socials up. Um, I actually just hired a videographer and oh, photographer. Nice. Um, to start pushing, you know, some really high quality content, get things rolling, especially with the online platform and website coming. Um, but Instagram is my main handle right now that I'm most active on. Uh, I do some stuff on Twitter, Facebook, um, is tied in with Instagram. So that's basically the same type of content, but yeah, Instagram would be the best one. And if people see me on there, they can definitely find me on other social platforms. Cool. Awesome. For sure. Tanner, thanks for your time, dude. We really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys having me. Anytime. Absolutely. Listeners, thanks for uh, your ear, your time. Uh, Check out Tanner Balaz. Absolute stud. He's a killer. Uh, Go check him out.